welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host Miguel Valdez and today I'm here, I'm still here in Denver, Colorado at the Mile High City with Alan Richmond. He goes by Al. How you doing Al? Hello, how are you? Al, uh, can you share with our friends um, who are listening, who are you here representing? Okay, sure. Uh, Miguel, I'm with uh, Community Campus Partnerships for Health. And what do, the, what do you guys do? <laughs> That's an interesting question. So our organization is a 20-year-old organization that focuses in on building and facilitating partnerships between academic institutions and the community. And um, we're an international organization. And so we have uh, individuals who are members and we have academics who are also members. And they work together to address health issues in communities all across America and the world, actually. Can you give me a sample so people can get a better picture? Yeah, so one of the projects that we have is we call community review processes. And so the community review process is a group of individuals, community residents, who work locally um, to... um, Like an advisory board? Yeah, kind of like an advisory board, but they actually review proposals and research that's being uh, proposed in their work in their community within their own communities right absolutely so all the work is in their own community and the purpose is for them to look at it to make sure that uh, it addresses the kinds of concerns and issues that are of concern to them in particular around ethical issues uh, how communities are portrayed how communities are engaged with research how communities are um, how information is shared with communities after the research is completed. Okay, so if, uh, let's say, a researcher is listening to this podcast, how can they, I mean, for an individual, a community member to get to that stage, to be engaged at that level, what does it take and, and what is the process? So, you know, a younger researcher doesn't disencourage and, and trying to jump the hoops. Yeah, so we... Actually, a community review board could be open or a community review process could be open to any individual in the community who has an interest in research and the health concerns of their community. And uh, we have uh, done this in several different communities across the country. So the individuals that are part of the community review process would need to have some basic knowledge and understanding of research But equally as important is a knowledge of their own community and of the concerns to residents of that community. So so these are already in place. So as a researcher, any researcher can take advantage of this? Well, actually, it's it's very local. Some communities have them and some don't. Um, Sometimes they're called different things, so we call them community review process. And so it may look very different in each community. Uh, but I can't guarantee you that every community has it, right? But many communities uh, have come together around uh, establishing a community review process that would actually uh, look at the research again that's being done and consider some of the ethical issues in that community. Okay. Can you give me a little bit of background? Because I know you were in the other side, and now you became the the president? or how? Or? Executive director. Exec- executive director. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the president. <laughs> the executive director. Yeah, so it's, it's been exciting for me. It's been a nice journey. 
um, because I started working locally in my community, uh, primarily around addressing prostate cancer issues in, in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I continued to be involved with national organizations, and one of them was Community Campus Partnerships for Health. And um, I served on the board of directors for Community Campus Partnerships for Health. And so after our founding executive director um, uh, decided to move forward with her life and do some new things, I decided to apply for the job and I got the job. And so it's been real exciting. And so now I work more, you know, I work with both sides of the equation. I work with the community and I work also with the academic partners. But of course, my heart and soul is really in the community. So when... You used to work in the prostate cancer uh, prevention. Yes, is that right? Yes. So, what was the the passion that brought you to that? It was it was a concern that no one no one else was doing anything or very little, I should say, was being done in my local community to address prostate cancer, and so um, I decided through work to get involved. And what started out was maybe like an isolated. Um, Um, experience that I had working with working with a local community group um, actually became like I started doing this kind of work for almost 12 13 years and it just really opened my eyes up to health disparities and the fact that there are so many other issues in the community that really need to be addressed and prostate cancer is just one of them okay. and um and who approached you did the research team approach you or you went and knocked the door they say hey, we need we need uh we need to be part of it. we need to be at the table how how was that so initially there was no research there was not a research component to this particular work in time research was added on to it um really people started seeking us out researchers started seeking us out and i'm um, asking us to partner with them Um, and that was, you know, a little difficult because there was a lot of negotiation and there was a lot of give and take in, in that process. And it was all very new. And I think we were very protective of the community and we were concerned about how researchers would connect and engage with the community. Um, but we were able to work through those issues. And I think in the end... Um, It was beneficial, certainly from the researcher's perspective, in terms of helping to document and research, do some of the research that was needed, but also the community was able to get the services that they needed, in particular prostate cancer screening and education services. So if um, also if a community member who is part of um, uh, a nonprofit or a local organization and they're being approached by a, by a research team, can they also take advantage of the resources that you guys, I mean, help? How can they benefit from the work that you guys do? So on our website, there's a lot of information about uh, community review processes and um, other kinds of issues around uh, community-based participatory research. Um, What is that? Can you explain a little bit? <laughs> uh, so community-based participatory research, or CBPR, is a uh, method or um, of engaging a uh, process of, of, of the community working with academics uh, to do research. Um, it's community. It's based in the community. It's participatory, which suggests that the community and the academy are working together in a participatory 
process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I would say that that participatory process includes helping to de- decide what needs to be researched, um, what is the research question or questions, um, how do you conduct the research, um, how do you recruit people for the research project, how do you disseminate or share the information that you uh, find as a result of the research? What about the ownership? So there's so ownership is really important, Miguel. That's a tricky issue because there's a lot of issues in terms of having to um, negotiate who really owns the research, right? And so we really support this idea of co-ownership. Uh, it's co-created, it's co-developed, and it's co-owned. Um, and, and what that would look like is that when the manuscripts are developed that talk about the research findings, that the community would actually be part of helping to write those results up. And when that information is shared or disseminated broadly or in a manuscript that their name and they are recognized for the contribution that they played to the process. Right. I mean, that's... that's it sounds beautiful. I mean, and it's a long project. I mean, it's a long process, mm-hmm. and uh, it takes a lot of engagement. And it, it takes a high level of engagement. I mean, actually, this concept of CBPR is not embraced by everyone uh, because it, it involves a long process. A lot of people would just rather not even connect with the community. I mean, we probably all are familiar with some some research that people just kind of they develop a research question, they start recruiting, and there's very little community involvement. Primarily, it's, it's the idea that um, the community just research subjects. That's all they are. So you just want information, you just want research, you gather the information. This is different. This is very different. This is a higher level of research that uh, really involves the community. And, and I would say this is not just um, in the United States. This is a global movement. And so throughout the world, Latin America, Africa, this idea of community-based participatory research has really uh, uh, taken off, and people are demanding to be involved and included in research about their communities. I know that you guys put together also uh, conferences. When, when is that usually? So we have a conference every other year. So our next conference is uh, scheduled for 2018. Um, two years from now. So it's an amazing conference. Uh, It's international leaders that come together from around the world. And these are individuals, both academic and community, um, who are committed to uh, working in partnership, who want partnerships to address health issues. They want to know more about how to work in their communities. And we highlight examples of of work um, that's being done throughout the world around um, community-based participatory partnerships. And it samples uh, the work. Yes, absolutely. So it, it highlights the work, it, 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 it shares the work with people, and I hope it inspires people to do more good work in their communities. Well, Al, thank you so much. Question for you there, leader, and you travel around the country, and, and you know how it takes to, how communities engage and, and, and the importance of civic engagement. How do you see the engagement of the youth in this year of elections? Um, I think that youth, the involvement and engagement of youth is extremely important. And, and I think, Miguel, that that's a great question because I think the next um, frontier of this work is around the engagement of youth in research. Um, there's a lot of work, research that's being done. 
um, about young people. Um, there are lots of ethical issues around engaging youth in research, right, because they're minors, so in particular if they're like under 18. So that's a little different. But um, even then, I think you're seeing that uh, researchers are trying to engage youth uh, around how to consent youth, what is the information that young people want to know about research, um, and certainly young adults, persons older than 18, need to be involved and engaged in research about their communities, um, especially for me around immigrant, migrant communities, new groups of people that are moving to the United States uh, from around the world. We need more diversity. We need more uh, young people involved in helping us to And shape. also on the science community. Right? Absolutely. So we need more diversity in terms of around researchers and scientists from um, all racial ethnic groups. Um, and so that's very important as well. Um, thank you for your time and for the work that you do. Where can people connect with you guys? Or we can put the link yeah. in the information. Yeah. So ccph uh, dot info. Yeah, ccph uh, dot info. Okay, we go from there, and then I'll I'll put the Twitter handle and the Facebook. Page. Yeah, thanks a lot, Miguel. Well, thank you, and have a safe trip back. All right, bye bye.